Hey, hi, hello. It's Nobing Mechanisms Lab in my kitchen again. Anyway, I just dropped a fucking knife on my foot. And there's the fridge. I thought I had it timed pretty well, but like I said, I dropped a fucking knife on my foot and there's blood all over, to reiterate, my fucking foot. There's like three band-aids, two gauze pads, some tape. Like, it's clearly not enough to like, go get stitches. But it is, like, right across the knuckle of my top, or, like, of my big toe. So it just bleeds so much. God damn it. Fuck 2020. Why? Why? So, hey guys, we're in my kitchen, yay, I'm limping, woo! So, I cut the top of my foot open, <laughs> that's fun. So anyway, AEW Double or Nothing happened last night and it was really fucking fun and we're gonna talk about that. And first, or while, concurrently making mac and cheese. I don't care about this notification. I shut them off. Why, phone? Ow. So first I should say, I tried to record, start recording 15 minutes ago. And then my cheese grater got knocked over. Because it's not a four-sided, but it's like a triangle. And it, it upended very easily, and it knocked my very nice uh newly sharpened knife off directly knife like blade down not even like point down like it didn't impale my foot like it dropped just like flat down <laughs> so i just have a line across the top of my foot <laughs> and the heavy part by the handle is what hit my big toe and every time i move my knuckle like my toe like because it's right across the top knuckle uh, yeah, just blood, blood everywhere. Anyway, so I'm making mac and cheese also because I want some. And I should preface this by saying I recorded another episode like two weeks ago. And this afternoon was going to be my time to edit it and post it. But then AEW decided to fucking come to play last night. And here we are. So... It's gonna be fun. And I'm gonna talk about this today, and it's gonna be a shorter episode probably, cause, well, I mean, I'm not going to the hospital cause that's where sick people are. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna debate and I'm gonna think about it a lot. So, it's gonna be a short episode. Talking about this and then I'll edit the other one as soon as I can. Cause this one's just gonna be short and I'll just edit it and post it. Because this all happened last night, and it's big news, is what I'm saying. But to start things off, I'm going to clean you off. I'm going to put cheese back. 
Okay. I have two, well, two dry cups of penne because that's the only pasta I had in my pantry because I'm not, you know, going to the fucking store unless I have to for more fucking first aid supplies. Jesus. Um, anyway, I was going to use chickpea pasta because I like it more, but uh, didn't have very much. I'm also like not making a full big pan. I just have a little like eight by eight, probably smaller than that, like glass Pyrex thing that I'm gonna cook it in just cause it's a handy size <laughs> to stick in the fridge. But also it's like two servings. Well, it's more like, I'm gonna be honest, four servings, but whatever. <sighs> Depends on who you listen to. It's like four. And I might not even use all that pasta. I might save some and do something else with it. Who knows? Or save some of it. And I have, like, it ended up being like a quarter cup steamed cauliflower. Well, it was frozen first and then steamed. And then I put it in a pan with some bacon grease because I'm also putting bacon in this and crisped up one side. Just like not all the way over. Just stick it in the pan. There goes the air conditioning. This is going to be like the start of the loud season again. We remember at the start of all this. Anyway, what was I saying? Cauliflower. Yeah, so it's crispy on one side, soft. Like, it ended up being half a cup-ish, a little more. Put all that in there. Use my bacon grease for my roux, which I've got basically like two tablespoons of uh, bacon fat and butter. Even it out. We're gonna put in some flour some garlic got basically like a cup and a half of cheese here grated which I used um black pepper bella vitano which is really nice like it's a hard cheese kind of nutty salty got these like crystals in it it's nice it's what I use for like carbonara because I like uh, what some people might describe as a uh, criminal amount of black pepper and then I've also got a smoked sea salt white cheddar I don't know it was at the store three weeks ago so I've got that and we'll see how much I use in the roux and how much I just put on top and in it and then I've got breadcrumbs and my milk I'm gonna use one something ounce can of evaporated milk because that's what I had in my pantry and we're gonna top it off with some oat milk because that's what I've got in my fridge it's listen <laughs> this is just pantry freezer I went to the store six weeks ago three weeks ago I mean really but and we're just fucking along you know who designed put like a vent in the kitchen right next to the fucking stove who does that? Anyway, everything's loud now. But anyway, what was I saying? Oh, that's right. Listen, AEW, we know how I feel about it. Do we? I haven't put up that episode yet. Remember, I just said that. But they've, I prefer it for the most part of all the wrestling that's on TV TV. We know Beyond Wrestling holds my heart. 
They really, truly do. Uncharted Territory is the best weekly wrestling show. Obviously not running currently. And then it's like, hey, WoW Women of Wrestling's fucking great. That one, we like that one. Except for the whole Tessa of the situation. And then AEW Dynamite, which is very good. It has a lot of my favorite wrestlers on there. They just, they don't give me multiple women's matches, except that one time they did, but one of them was a squash and it was fucking stupid. And I'm still bitter about it. But anyway, what was I saying? That's right. Stuff. I'm something, y'all. I'm just shook up. Like, that was a lot of blood <laughs> to see coming out of your foot. <laughs> I haven't started bleeding through the gauze yet. Thankfully, I put two on there. I did disinfect everything quite thoroughly. Like, I know how to take care of stuff. Just <laughs> startling when it's that much fucking blood. Um, so, here's the thing, and I'm turning on the stuff to do the roux now, the sauce, and I'm going to stick, I have like two tablespoons of chopped garlic, and we're going to do one straight in there with the butter, and it's going to cook, and it'll be good. And then we'll stick the rest in when it's finished. And we're sticking like... After we've stick, dropped the cheese in it, basically. And we're going to season it with a little rubbed sage, nutmeg, smoked paprika, and pepper. Maybe a little mustard. Maybe a little onion powder. Because I didn't grab onions. I have onions in my freezer. Anyway, we're going to... Like, listen. Okay, this is just my fucking review of Double or Nothing because it was really great. It was really great. <laughs> and the problem with me predicting things is that they kept fucking happening. Like, I kept predicting it like 10 seconds before it happened on screen. <laughs> and it was very fun. But we're gonna start with the pre-show because everybody can watch that. And we're not gonna talk about the price of AEW pay-per-views. We're just not right now. But listen, when they're making more money and then they can cut down the prices on those, who boy, I await that day. AW. Now here's the thing. Last Wednesday, they had two great matches. Well, they had a lot of great matches. They do have, they put on such great fucking matches. Every week. It's fucking great. Like, it really, truly is. Especially their women's matches. When they give it to us. And like, I've been trying to be understanding, given the time. However, now that the WWE has fully publicly bribed the Florida government, and wrestling's an essential business there, and you have... A whole bunch of women you think you could let them wrestle more than one fucking match a night hire more women you said you motherfuckers would why have you not done it why are you lying to us is what I'm saying <laughs> anyway it's a whole thing I'm 
really into their women's roster. Anyone who follows me on social media knows this. Because I would die for Nyla fucking Rose. And what else? Anyway, there was a tag match, a women's tag match, which give the fucking women a goddamn tag team division. Give them another fucking championship belt and a tag team. You have three for the men. There should be three for the women. You guys promised equality. You're not giving it to us. But I die fucking grass. Anyway, Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, which is honestly fucking incredible. Those are both two great tag teams that I'm here for. All I'm saying is just free the Iconics and let them fight for AEW because it would be really good and they'd have like a fucking awesome dedicated tag team. That's not the point. The point is <laughs> Britt Baker got injured and it's really sad because she's got like the best fucking character at AEW currently. She's doing amazing work and she's only getting better as time goes on. Like I didn't like her the first time I saw her. <laughs> And then she, like, just leaned into the heel fucking thing because she's a dentist and no dentist is a baby face. That's all I'm saying. She's just doing great work, but she got injured and she was supposed to have a match, which obviously that's not going to happen. And it makes me very sad. Made me very sad. But we did get Penelope Ford on a fucking pay-per-view in a one-on-one, -on -one, which is fucking great. I'm really excited to see Penelope Ford every time she does anything because she's great and I've been a fan of hers for quite a fucking while now. So getting to see her do stuff is fucking great and not just accompany Kip Sabian to the ring is what I'm saying. I handed this up too fast in the garlic cupboard, but we're just going with it. Um... We're gonna cook this a little bit down, a little more, like it, nutty and good. So that didn't happen. And then there was also Ray Phoenix versus Orange Cassidy, which was everything I love about an Orange Cassidy match on TV. It was fucking great. But obviously there was a brawl afterwards because that's kind of what AEW does. There's just always a brawl of some kind. Yeah, that's looking good. <sighs> Even burnt garlic still smells good. Like, I understand why people don't like it, but it still smells fucking good. Anyway. So, there's a moment, and I feel like it happened then, unless it happened before, or maybe that's why his jump was short, because he did a springboard flippy-do off of... Like, onto some people, he just did it really short, but then nobody moved forward to catch him, and you see him fully drop on his head. And it, like, hurts, but, you know, he has an ankle injury, which is apparently why he was out from the ladder match at Double or Nothing. Whatever. That's not the point. He was out. And they replaced him with Joey Janela, which he should have been in it from the start, because it's a fucking ladders match, and he's bonkers. Like, no, listen, like... Just take Scorpio Sky out because I'm still not pleased with him. We just, we have issues. 
like I want to like him because he's very good and he's got a lot of charisma and everyone seems to like him but also he just really enjoys using homophobic slurs on Twitter publicly and defending himself because of it and that just bothers me a whole lot so I would have liked to see him like not involved in any of their stuff yeah that's getting a little darker now we're gonna add milk and see how much more liquid we need after that. Um, yeah, let's raise the key a little bit. It should have been, like, definitely Ray Phoenix in a ladders match. Obviously. He's pretty much the best wrestler in the world. Obviously we should have had Gino Joey Janela in it from the start. Because he's bananas. That didn't happen. And then there's the mystery entrant. Alright, there's all the backstory we need. But anyway, there's been a lot of injuries is what I'm saying. In the pre-show... I was so worried for Trent. That poor man. Like, I hope those weren't real injuries or that he's okay. Because I just... So much, so much pain, it looked like. I don't like it. So I'm just worried for everybody, just extra worried. And Kip Sabian earlier, like, coming out, like, wrapped in fake gauze and shit was hilarious. Yes. Um, I hope this sounds good for everybody. Like, I know I'm halfway across the kitchen and yelling, but, yes. Um, it's whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. saying yeah like so best friends versus private party i was really excited for even like wwe has me like conditioned to hate the pre-show and i don't know why because a like AEW always puts on a really fun one like regardless of everything and so i was really excited for it but like and then they just kept putting like these like never quite like not quite making this move or that move and just like I don't want to see these people injured I really like them I don't I don't want my friends to get hurt but it was still really good like just you have this like looming distraction of is his knee really busted and it was still a lot of fun it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the pre-show. I always enjoy the pre-show. Like, even when it's not good, it's always fun, you know? Like, it's it's good. Every time. Okay, so that's that. We're gonna let it cook and thicken a little bit, and then we're gonna add some oat milk. Ah, there it is. A 12 ounce can of evaporated milk. So we're just going to stir it a little bit more. And that's nice and nutty in there now. And we're going to add some actual nutmeg. A lot, because I like nutmeg. I like sage and nutmeg. 
finally found my rubbed sage, which was uh, right behind the mic, which you won't know about until you listen to the next episode, which was the last episode. So listen, it's a whole thing. I got a little, a touch, a dusting, if you will, of smoked paprika, a little dried mustard, some onion powder, some pepper. It'll be good. It'll be good. I like it. And I'm going to toss some peas in it at the end, like right before I stick it in the oven. Yeah, it'll be fucking great. Peas and bacon, man. It's fucking great. And you want to whisk it, definitely, if you're using a roux, just so it doesn't get, like, clumpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Nice and nutty. Probably going to season it again. Healthy amount of salt. All right. So that was great. First match of the night, like, of the main show, the fucking ladders match. <laughs> Which was honestly fucking great. So it came out. It was Frankie Kazarian and and then Scorpio Sky. And they're, it's a ladders match. They're trying to get the chip above the ring. You know, one of those is great. Because their last one, Double or Nothing, was in Las Vegas. So it's obviously casino themed. <laughs> they did obviously make use of the very large... Like, poker chips everywhere. It was fucking... It's a time. But the ladders match was really fun. And there was a mystery instrument... Mystery entrant who came out last. It was Brian fucking Cage. Who... I'm not... I'm sold on him as a wrestler and a performer. I'm not sold on him as a person yet. So we'll have to see. Yes. Carton of oat milk. Just the best oat milk, honestly, guys. They're pouring like, like a little more than half a cup. Not quite a cup, basically, is what I've just poured in. Let me good. Um, Frankie Azarian, Scorpio Sky, Orange Cassidy. Joey Janela, Kip Sabian, who obviously brought out Jimmy Havoc, and he was looking tight. Like, just put that man in a white blood-spattered suit all the fucking time because he looked crisp. Like, just a solid look, and then a very specifically a solid look for Jimmy Havoc. It was great. A little more nutmeg. Tasty. Okay. So there's all that, right? Who else did I say? Oh, and Colt Cabana and Darby Allen. And Luchasaurus. And Brian fucking Cage. Who's so good and so large and good. I'm not sold on him 
is a human. I'm sure he's great. But shit, is he big. And he picked up Luchasaurus and threw him. And listen, Luchasaurus isn't a small man. He's gigantic. And he threw Luchasaurus out a ladder and he bounced. Jiminy Christmas. It was fucking great. Like, it was such a fun match. And like, then you have Orange Cassidy coming out and yes, doing some good wrestling, but also doing some good Orange Cassidy. Like, the whole bit of him spending two entire fucking minutes not understanding how ladders work was just truly chef's kiss. Incredible! Joey Janela and his stupid great run. I have a crush on that trash boy. We just, we don't need to address it. It's just, it's a fact. I'm not drunk this time. I'm just enthusiastic. And like, just everybody teaming up to bury Brian Cage beneath things and piling like one of the big, like, whatchamafuckets, uh, poker chips on top of him. And then Joey Janela doing like a Death Valley driver on Orange Cassidy onto the poker chip on top of Brian Cage was fucking hysterical. There were a lot of bits in there. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, how is Darby Allen alive? Like someone looked at that boy and was like, give him a flight response. And Darby was like, okay. And everyone else was like, not like that. Why would you jump off of a full on very tall ladder on a skateboard onto another ladder and expect to be okay? Well, I don't know what made this man because it's not God. God didn't do that. Not that there is one. Not fully sold on that idea. Um, tasty. Okay. It was just a whole ass time. And Colt was there looking fresh. That man is a hunk. Good gravy. He is, it's like top 10 wrestling hunks, just great smile, beefy, bit of a himbo. Like he's up there and like, he's like tied with Toro Yano for the most charming fucking in existence. I don't know. I'm just really excited about what the fuck happened last night. Like, honestly, worth the price of admission. I I was pleased front to start. Like, it had two weak moments, and only one of them was really weak, and it wasn't even the wrestling. It was just a really poor decision on everyone else's parts. Okay, so yeah. Obviously, Brian Cage, making his debut, obviously won that. But I need to kn you to know that Orange Cassidy almost won it, by riding piggyback up Brian Cage up the ladder. And it was great. And we're also gonna cover one more bit. 
Because Penelope Ford, Kip Sabian's in the match. Obviously, Penelope Ford's going to get involved. That happens. You guys have teased us with intergender wrestling. You've given it to us once on Dark. And only because it was on the fucking Jericho cruise. And you said we were going to get more. And we fucking haven't. But you keep teasing it. And then you keep giving us violence against women. Which is much different than intergender wrestling. Okay? It's, it's very different. Because... Luther attacking Chris Statlander is fucking deplorable in comparison. Because that's just needless violence against a woman. It's not wrestling. Fuck you guys. So, it's ju it just pissed me off a lot. I do enjoy Orange Cassidy and Penelope Ford whenever they wrestle together. Because they have on the indies and it's been very fun. It's just really fun. Like, Orange Cassidy and uh, Session Moth Martina versus Joey Janela and Penelope Ford. <laughs> Very fucking good. So fun. Oh, God. I love Martina. Um, yeah, AEW. Like, why didn't you guys take Martina? That would have been a fucking riot. Anyway, next match. Okay. MJF versus Jungle Boy was fucking great. Like... Honestly, y'all, okay, it's a little thicker now, and I'm gonna fucking start adding some cheese. Like, honestly, <laughs> MJF is so good on a mic that you forget how good he actually is at wrestling. And, like, I get really tired of, like, the cheap shots at fat and ugly people he takes on Twitter. Like, that's bad heel work. <laughs> that's lazy heel work, and he's better than that. And I know it. <sighs> Jungle Boy is... Like, they're both young dudes. And they're both fucking incredible wrestlers. Not just, like, incredible wrestlers for their age, which they are. But they're just good wrestlers in general. And they're so young that they're only going to get better. And Jungle Boy doing, like, really fun rope work and doing, like, these bouncy shit. Like, he's just so good. He's so good. God, he just knows how to do it. I'm just so impressed by them all the time. All the time. They're so fucking good. And like, what I love, especially, which is such great, great work on everybody's parts, is I'm not super into most of the theme, like entrance music at AEW. Like some of it's fine, some of it's surprisingly good, and then a lot of it's bad. Like, Emmy Sakura's entrance music uh, caused pain at the time and it causes me pain now to remember it but some of it's very good and the choice to have uh m jeff's entrance music start with him like his voice announcing i'm better than you and you know it is fucking great when he wins <laughs> it really is just to have that 
happen immediately after the three count bucks. It really does. Like, that is good, and I like it. Listen, cheddar's really good for mac and cheese. We've established. But you get that Bella Vitano in there, and it just gets really nice and silky smooth when it melts, which is why I like using it for uh, carbonara. And basically, I just use that whole thing of shredded cheese, and I'll shred some more to mix in when I'm sticking it in the oven. <sighs> anyway. Okay, so now we're down to the first of two low points. Then I'm just going to talk about it now. I don't actually remember what order things happened in. We're just going the order I remember them. And what I want to know is why they chose Mike fucking Tyson to present the TNT belt. Cause that's not good, strictly speaking. It's really not. Like, in a company, I'm already not impressed with their booking of women's matches. And you're gonna bring out Mike fucking Tyson? What? Why? Who signed off on that? Tony, what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't care about this piece of shit's legacy. No, not Mike fucking Tyson. Okay? No. <laughs> fuck that. That is the lowest point of the night. For a match that was really fucking good because it's fucking Cody and it's a fucking Lance Archer who's fucking great. God, he's so good. Okay, we're taking this sauce off the heat. I'm gonna set it over here and we're gonna do some other stuff. Let's take a break from listening to me to listen to me some more. This week's self-care tip is, listen, if you're legal to drink and you've got a Trader Joe's near you, despite Trader Joe's, they do some good stuff and then they do some really bad stuff. So it's hard to say whether or not they're a good company. But their Lismore Scotch, it's good if you want an inexpensive Scotch. Like, it's surprisingly fucking good. And it's cheap. I mean, if so, if you want to get into scotch, it's a good fucking place to start. And it's alcohol. And it gets you drunk. So that's my self-care tip. It's just if you drink, drink. Because Lord knows you fucking need it. And more than that, you fucking deserve it. You're worth it. Get shit-faced. This is probably a bad, you know, sort of self-care tip, but honestly, I could use a fucking drink. My foot really fucking hurts. 
and I keep checking on it to see if it's bleeding through. And thankfully it hasn't so far, but that's a lot of gauze to try and bend my toe, so maybe that's just a saving fucking grace at this point. Jesus. <laughs> that was a dumb fucking thing. Anyway. I've dumped in the bacon and it was like four to five like burger slices of bacon. Like, you know, like, like, like basically when you get a package of bacon, it's three whole slices of bacon and then not like thick cut bacon. So it got really small. Like, listen, not a lot of bacon, just a little bit. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be fucking good. And what I'm doing now is I'm gonna get pan and toast some breadcrumbs. <sighs> a little, yeah, let's do some butter. Got my thing to do some more stuff. <sighs> Got some butter. Hell yeah. Okay. So anyway, as I was saying, Cody and Lance, it's a great match. I mean, it really, it was. Because Cody is fucking great. And I'm really glad people convinced me to love him. Because it turns out, he's really fucking good. <laughs> um, so I'm going to heat, do like some brown butter toasted uh, whatchamafucket, breadcrumbs. That's what we're doing. Also, okay, Lance Archer having Jake the Snake fucking Roberts as a mouthpiece is fucking incredible. It really is. <laughs> I don't hold much nostalgia for, like, the good old days of wrestling, but Jake the Snake is so fucking good on a mic. I just... I want that man to just constantly do audiobooks. That's all I want. Like, it would be so fucking good. Um, I, I don't even care what at this point. Like, I don't even care what at this point. He's just so fucking good. Um, alright, what else? Oh yeah, it's fucking storming now, so we're gonna hear thunder on top of everything. Okay, to the first of two, surprisingly for fucking pay-per-view, women's matches. So, as we said, Britt Baker was out, right? It was gonna be Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Which would have been fucking great. Oh shit, yeah. Oh god, so good. Um. She's not their best wrestler in the women's division, but she's getting better every week. And her character work is so good. She's just so fucking good. And she's just, she's like possibly my favorite wrestler of all time. 
I'm gonna be real. Like, she's just so good. Like, not even just, like, the best women's wrestler. Just one of the best fucking wrestlers in the world. Like, I think about her match with Joey Janela all the fucking time for Beyond Wrestling. Like, I think it's on YouTube. Look it up. Fucking great. Think about it all the time. And what I really love... Like, when she tags with Hikaru Shida, is they both have this same, like, really bright, enthusiastic energy at the start. And then they just get intense as hell. It's so good. It's so good. Like, so fucking good. And it's so great to see Penelope Ford on a fucking pay-per-view in a singles match. She's really good, y'all. She was really good. That's why they hired her. She's good. I'm just, I'm really excited that it feels like they're doing something with their women's division, finally. Because it's taken so fucking long. And, like, their women's division consistently have some of the best fucking matches. Like, Hikaru Shida is fucking great. She's so much fun to watch. And Chris Stadlander is not just one of the best wrestlers they have, like, currently hired. Just in the world. She's one of the fucking best. She's just so good. Like, the Big Bang Theory is a great fucking finisher, too. Chris just killing it. Obviously, Chris Stadlander won. You know what? Fucking great match! There is no low point in that match. I mean, obviously, there's one low point in the whole show, and it's they had Mike fucking Tyson. And also their TNT Championship match looks terrible. I mean, belt looks terrible. Really does. Their other low point came, and it's not even that much of a low point, so much as just like, eh, it's fine. This happened. But I didn't super hate it. But, uh, Dustin Rose versus Sean Spears. And here's the thing. (laughs) I was excited to see Sean Spears go to AEW. I really was. And then the chair shot happened. And we don't need to talk about that. Because that was a huge mistake. And I don't think it should have (laughs) happened. Like, that was bad. That was just not a good choice by anyone. Is it raining yet? <sighs> yeah, it's raining. So I'll try to finish this episode um, in case power goes out. And hopefully mac and cheese. The good part about mac and cheese, sort of, in general, is that, I mean, it's kind of done. Like, I'm just doing a roux, putting it on some mac and cheese, putting it in the oven until the top gets crispy, and it bubbles. I mean, it's basically done before you put it in. You don't need to have it crispy. Anyway, Sean Spears, like, immediately went in on, like, with Tully Blanchard, which is fine. 
thing. Tully's not terrible. I just know how fucking good Sean Spears is. He's very fun. I wish he'd stop with the tin gimmick, and he kind of mostly has. He's just a fun dude. And if you let him have fun, like, he does some great shit. Like, the f trying to swerve with the, like, playing Dustin's entrance music was fucking great. His, like, little um, news show that he did was hilarious. <laughs> like, last week on Dynamite, I mean. It was really fucking fun. I had a lot of fun. Like, I know this isn't a highlight for anybody, but I had a lot of fun with this match. Like, Dustin coming out of nowhere to surprise him. Very fun. They swerved me a little bit because I was like, finally, some intergender action. Brandy Rhodes gonna come out and take his place and whoop his ass. She's not the best wrestler they have. That's fine. She's not an abysmal wrestler. She's fine. I'd have been happy with it. It would have been very fun. But yeah, Dustin did come out. And let me just say, if you're thinking of buying this pay-per-view, or you have a friend who has it, or you guys like want to split it, I don't know how you want to see it. The highlight of this match, like it was a low point for a lot of people. And the reason it doesn't hit a low point for me exactly is that Dustin fucking Rhodes has the prettiest fucking power slam in the business. It is fully in fucking credible. It is crisp. Like, I want to be power slammed by Dustin Rhodes. Like, not in a horny way. Like, it just looks comfy. Like, I'm sure it hurts because he does it so fucking fast. He really does. But it just looks like you're being cradled really fast into the ground. <laughs> It's so nice. I, when you do a power slam right, the way just Dustin Rose and Chris Statlander can, it's one of my favorite fucking wrestling moves. It is fucking tight. It's so great. So like, it was a gimmick, like it was a stupid comedy match and the having Tully Blanchard on Sean Spears' boxers was very funny. We all thought it was his balls for a bit. It was great. And then you get... God, it was just so fun. And we fully saw Sean Spears' very nice butt. That's a fuck of a butt, y'all. He's got a great butt. Listen, Peyton Royce is fucking lucky. Her husband's got a great fucking butt. Which is another reason I want the Iconics at AEW. Just free them, let them go to AEW, and be happy and let Peyton just work with her husband again. It'd be really cute. Also, I want them to actually fucking wrestle. God, they're so good. I love the Iconics. Did I say that? Listen, I feel like I'm just saying words, and I'm not sure what they all are. Okay, okay. We're gonna gloss over the next, like, no, we're gonna gloss over the Mox one, even though it's fucking Mox and Brody Lee, which I've been excited for since Brody Lee fucking left WWE. Cause like, fuck yeah. 
Listen, CZW shit got me back into wrestling. Like, I was having fun, like, kind of keeping up just so I could have fun with my friends. And then I got on YouTube and started watching some fucking, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Because I had made a joke about them being my children. It's a whole thing. I think I have this told this story. Either that or I told it on one of the lost episodes that got eaten by Audacity. Anyway. This was supposed to be a short episode. <laughs> I've been talking for a fucking hour. Okay. So, like, Brody Lee fucking was at CZW with John Moxley before they both went to WWE. So, like, I've been dying for this because they've both grown as wrestlers, as people, like, as characters. Brody Lee is so fucking good on a fucking mic. I cannot fucking believe that WWE just wasted him like they did. Because he's so fucking good. Also, he is such a large man. Like, I genuinely forget. Like, if you see him alone, he looks like a normal-sized man. And then you see him next to an actual normal-sized man that you are well aware of the size of, and you're like, Holy shit! That is a large boy! AEW big boy season. Christ in heaven. Like, Brian Cage versus Wardlow versus Archer versus, Lusa, versus Luchasaurus. Mother fuck me. Versus Brody Lee. Jake Hager can fuck off. I don't want to see Jake Hager at all. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're just talking about that. Oh, <laughs> that's very fun. When I was talking about Brody Lee, somebody liked my Tumblr post about Brody Lee just being deceptively large. So that's, that's poetry. Anyway, championship match. Brody Lee doing a caricature of Vince McMahon is such a fucking incredible thing. So good. I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the Dark Order just being Scientologists. It's very funny to me. Not everyone is. Which, fine. That's fine. I enjoy it, and I matter more. But it's the thing. So anyway. It was a great match. I don't know if that uh, paradigm shift... Like, I'm sure it was. <laughs> the paradigm shift through the ramp was so funny and then you just see their feet sticking up out of it as they slide down is so funny and i'm just so impressed that they didn't brain themselves going down like i hope it was planned and i hope brody bladed and that he wasn't legitimately fucking injured when they were going down like that but if it was an accident they fucking worked with that shit so well that it got me. Like, it was so good. Like, that's the highlight of that match. Mox retained. That's great. Ooh, buddy. It is stormy out. Um. Now. Akaro Shida challenging our champion Nyla Rose. We know how I feel about Hikaru Shida. We know how I feel about Nyla Rose. I would die for that woman. She's incredible. That was 
listen, Nyla is a large woman. And she uses that, like, both to be just, like, this powerhouse beast of a wrestler, which is good and fucking hot. And it's everything that I want, like, a woman's wrestler to be, to just be powerful and crazy and fucking in there. She's just so good. And Hikaru Shida, by size comparison, is very small. But she's, one, very good, very athletic, and then she just has these matches where she just has so much heart and fire and fight. Like, she starts off just determined, but she keeps getting second wind and getting more intense and coming in there and just screaming and her getting her kendo stick back and brandishing that motherfucker like she's goddamn king arthur was fucking great fucking incredible loved every moment of it it was oh great fucking match like nyla's flying fucking knee off the top turnbuckle every time I fucking pop for it. It is one of my favorite things about fucking wrestling just in general. Okay, I've got some brown butter. Mm-hmm. Put a little... Okay, I'm going to put some nutmeg right in the butter there. Let it get foamy. little paprika... Yeah, that's kind of it. That's what I do. Okay. I really should time this better. Like, should have just done specific amounts of time for talking about everything. Okay, we're gonna do like that was a cupish of panko breadcrumbs right into the butter mix, and we're just gonna toast it. That's what we're gonna do in that brown butter with a little smoked paprika and nutmeg and a little salt so like Ikaro Shida fucks like she's tiny she hits hard she's got a great flying knee she's got just so fucking much talent and she's so so well and she's such a good actor She's so good. Like, I am sad that the belt is no longer on Nyla Rose. I would have loved to see Nyla have that forever. But I also understand they're building a women's division. This is, like, Dynamite hasn't even been on TNT a full year yet. So I understand the need to introduce all of these faces so when it's more of an established company they can have somebody like nyla have the belt for a fucking year like becky did like that's what i want i want nyla to get the fucking belt back and i want her to keep it for a very long time like it was just it was as far as out and out wrestling goes my fucking match of the night it was intense. 
It was fun. Nyla has such a good grasp of her character and her everything. And she's so good on mic and she's so much fun. And fucking her tossing Karoshita through a fucking some casino game table and just turning to the camera and say, always bet on black. Fucking hot. Like, in the immortal words of Alley Cat, brother, I am hard right now. That was so good. That was genuinely so good. Like, they both... Nyla deserved to have that opportunity. She deserved to win it on the first episode. She didn't, but she definitely deserved to have the championship match on the first episode of Dynamite like they did. And she deserved to be the person to take it off of... Uh, What's her name? Because you don't see her very often. <laughs> Riho. There we go. Jesus. And I like Riho. But. Eh. I love Nyla. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. So we've got roasty toasty. Bread crumbs. Nom. Okay. So what we're talking about now, final match of the night, and honestly, my match of the fucking year. Like, pre-taped, uh, whatchamafuckit, main events, like they had two at WrestleMania because they couldn't keep it to one night, which they really could have by cutting out the bad matches. But that's fine. And listen, this, it's so, like... AEW gave us the best WrestleMania. Basically, this is better than most WrestleManias. Like, I wouldn't say Double or Nothing 2020 was better than Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. But if you had to go show to show, that entire WrestleMania versus this Double or Nothing, Double or Nothing wins. But, like, Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, I still think about also. It was very good. I wouldn't say Double or Nothing is better than that specific match. But it was damn close. The stadium stampede. Du like, WWE gave us the Boneyard match. Which was fun. If you are a, a goth, a former goth intrigued by goths or just really into the undertaker it was fun seeing aj style get literally buried is fun i really enjoyed it and had it only been one night of wrestling and the second night didn't happen at wrestlemania that would have been my fucking highlight of it but then the next night you have the Firefly Funhouse match. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend, whatever. It was done in a really great way. Such a fucking good way that even, like, me who's fairly late to wrestling or late getting back into wrestling might not have seen all of this, but it's always hitting the parts that are really popular. Like, the references that everybody knows regardless of how into wrestling they are. And it was really hit up on all of this nostalgia and... It was just very fun and very well done. And then Stadium Stampede said Himbo writes. Oh 
my fucking god. Oh my god. It was so good. The stadium stampede match was better than the entire WrestleMania 2020. Oh my god, y'all. It was so good. It was so good. Listen, the payoff in them saying Taz is going to see somebody about a horse and then Taz coming out with Brian Cage, that was really fun. A lot of people would think he would end there. But I was like, no. Obviously, Hangman's coming out on a fucking horse. He's fucking Hangman. It's double or nothing. Put that sad cowboy on a fucking horse. And they did. Oh my god. Okay, so, like, I understand the shittiness of, like, billionaires. I really do. But, I mean, of all the billionaires y'all were gonna be fucking owned by, you guys chose the billionaire that owns the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> so they're just in the fucking empty-ass stadium going at it. And since it's pre-taped, you have all of these different cameras, all of these different individual fights getting followed around by all of these refs, fucking Bryce Remsburg chasing the golf cart down the field as Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega are running down Sammy Guevara is fucking just priceless. The whole thing. There was no ill-used moment because even like all of the little bits that you're taking for granted, like when you look at it on the whole, everything gets paid off too. It's so fucking good. Like Sammy throwing around a fucking football. Oh my God. Okay. So everyone got like their entrances, like they're a fucking football team and it was shirts versus skins, y'all. It was so fucking funny because the inner circle came out in matching fucking football gear and it was so funny. Ugh. Even Jake Hager, and I fucking hate that guy as a human being, not even just as a wrestler, which he's not great, but it's fine. It was just so cute. It was so cute. And then obviously Hangman didn't come out, but then you see him like fucking charging down the field on a horse, running down Sammy Guevara, which is payoff from when they had that backstage brawl on their first live show back, which they shouldn't have fucking had. Like either wrestling is an essential business for everyone or it's an essential business for no one. That's the breaks. Okay. That's it. But... They're doing it. I'm watching it. It's a company I want to support. It's a whole thing. This fucking quarantine bullshit. It's not bullshit. How everyone's handling it is. <laughs> By everyone, I mean angry white people in America. But that's beside the point. I mean, it's not. But this is wrestling. We're just talking about wrestling. It was a false count anywhere. So the like, there's just a ring in the middle of of an NFL-sized football stadium. And you having all of this shit happen around it? Fucking... Oh, God, I never remember which Jackson is which. But the one who flipped off the goalposts... It was fun. You knew it was going to happen. But then him the running up the stadium and then running back down, jumping onto the railing and jumping off onto 
Chris Jericho on a table. It was stupid. And then it was great. And then I was like, oh, God, that hurt. And then, like, him tossing Chris Jericho into a practice goal and then Aubrey going touchdown. It was just incredible. Chris, like, thinking he got the pin, obviously didn't get it. He got only a two count. And then him, like, yelling for a replay and him, like, Aubrey going into the tent, like, you're screaming, you're a shitty ref. Like, that's so good. <sighs> two things I very specifically want to talk about. And then I will stop talking because holy shit. Also, it's supposed to storm for like two days and I need to get this done. <laughs> but, okay. I came in to watching wrestling again, like, right after, uh, I'd have been like post-broken Matt Hardy. And I <laughs> super don't fucking like Matt Hardy, or broken Matt Hardy specifically. Like, the Matt Hardys I remember is like spat out of a hot topic and right into a Spencer's gift, Matt Hardy. That's what I'm working with, which is great. Also, I loved that Matt Hardy and those Hardy boys. Fuck. Yeah. So like, I know the lake of reincarnation and it's incredible and I love it. I love the idea of it. I love all of it. It's so fucking funny. Having the pool of reincarnation and just popping it with Matt facts. Matt Hardy can hold his breath for 346 seconds. That's hysterical. And I loved it. But the him having, like, getting drowned by Santana and Ortiz and just coming up as a different Matt every time. Oh my fucking God. Like, I said it, and then 30 seconds later, it fucking happened. And it was incredible. And I loved it. Like, I'm not sold on this broken Matt Hardy Damascus character. Also, Damascus. The way he talks annoys the shit out of me. It really does. But then the way they're currently using it with the having multiple Matt Hardy gimmicks all at once and costume changes and shit is so good and funny. It makes me not hate it. <laughs> Which is a fucking marvel in and of itself. I think I'm gonna need a bear pan for my mac and cheese. Anyway, I'm just gonna put as much as I can fit, like all of the cauliflower, and then as much of the pasta and sauce as I can and fit it into a pan. And I'm gonna bake it until it's bubbly and crispy on top at 350, so like 30 minutes. And then it's done. Anyway, back to wrestling. That's how you make my fucking mac and cheese. Oh, I'm gonna toss peas in it. I'm gonna toss frozen peas in it. It's gonna be fucking great. Eat your vegetables. Hmm. That should be the self-care tip. I'll workshop it. Anyway, that was great. And then him coming back up as the Damascus broken Matt Hardy. Very funny. I, the ringing his bell, the taping Angel Ortiz to a fucking wheelchair. Hysterical. Like, it was all so stupid. Like, everybody just decimating these other wrestlers and then not going for the pin is incredible. 
Okay, my next favorite part. <laughs> I love Hangman, Adam Page. Like, he steadily grows on me. His character's been so good. The use of the, like, joking Chirons after he fucking, like, split, quote-unquote, from the Elite was so fucking good. Such a good bit. Hilarious every fucking time. And him just getting sadder and drunker has been a goddamn fucking delight. Like, it just truly has. So, obviously, as he's running down Sammy, he gets lost on the concourse, riding his horse, looking in every doorway for Sammy Guevara. Just riding his horse. And then he gets off the horse, tells the horse to stay. The horse does, because he's a good fucking horse, and he's a good fucking cowboy. And then he goes to the lounge for a fucking drink. And then we get this whole ass spaghetti western saloon scene. This whole Jake Hager coming in. They fucking have a standoff, have a drink, and then it pops off. Oh my god! They're dragging him down the fucking bar top and knocking everything off like it's fucking a John Wayne movie is so good! So good! I hate Jake Hager, but that was the fucking best. I died. It was everything I fucking wanted. The match could have fucking ended right there, but it didn't. It kept fucking going. I made a joke, but obviously he's going to get a drink. Incoming, drunk, buckshot lariat. We fucking got that, because Kenny, his goddamn tag partner and fucking tag champion partner, fucking showed up. Obviously, fucking flips off Kenny's back, buckshot lariat, fucking Jake Hager over the top of the fucking bar. And then he crawls over, and they're both leaning against the bar, both Hangman and Kenny Omega. He's like, your usual? And they're like, he's like, Kenny's like, yeah. After he pulls out a bottle of whiskey, and like, Kenny's like, yours too? And he's like, yeah. So they pour each other a drink. And he pours Kenny Omega a glass of fucking milk because he doesn't drink. And listen, that is a tiny fucking detail, but it fucking kills me. I'm going to set the oven to preheat right now. Start preheating. And then... Like, Kenny gets the fucking pen. Because he's Kenny Omega, and obviously he gets the fucking pen. It's just so good. The fucking... Getting the pin on Sammy. Like, Sammy just getting shit on the entire time was hilarious. The him running from the horse. The him... Oh my god. Matt Jackson. Was it Matt? It was one of the Jacksons. Fucking... The locomotion... Northern Lights Suplex is very fun. <laughs> the idea of him doing the Northern, like, locomotion, Northern Lights Suplex, the length of a foot fucking football field for a touchdown, so fucking good. So good. And it's so stupid. And I loved it so much. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So good. And then him, like, being, like, fucked up, crawling across the field, getting a sprinkler to the face, popping up, thinking he won, then getting chased by another fucking golf cart like they did three fucking weeks ago. 
at that fucking brawl, which fucked. Surprisingly, I didn't want to say it fucked, but it did. Oh my God. Okay, at that one, Matt got locked in an ice machine and then he came out as a different Matt Hardy. And it was very fun. And then him locking Santana in (laughs) a fucking ice machine instead of pinning him is so funny. So fucking funny to me. It's... God, it's so funny. And then Kenny getting fucking one-winged angel. It seems like Kenny hasn't gotten one of those in the entire fucking time AEW's been going. But I haven't been paying a super lot of attention because he's fine. I don't hate Kenny Omega, but he's fine. Like, he's really good. Eh. But anyway, getting the one-winged angel off a fucking balcony railing and I know it was like in one of like the entrance ramps areas so just off of that and I know there was a crash pad under that but Jesus shit like not even a full ass pin but Sammy's shoulders were down it's the only thing and it's such a good like I loved it like I hated it when they did it Shane McMahon and the Miz did I love this though hell the fuck yeah I did I loved it so much. It is so fucking good. It was so good. It was everything I fucking wanted. Basically. It was so good. It was, it was so good. I, like, I, I'm just, I'm still fucked up about that fucking match, man. Like, it's so good. Like, I wasn't sold on this idea of what this is. And then, last Wednesday on Dynamite, they had that little brawl in the football field. And then, just out of nowhere, fucking Hangman sprinting down the field in cowboy boots and Levi's. So fucking good. So genuinely fucking good. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was a great fucking show and I just needed to talk about it because I have never been so impressed by one of the big companies. Like, I really haven't. And we've got this. And it was really fucking good. Like, that is not only the best pay-per-view of this time period thus far, but it is one of the best big company pay-per-views I've seen in recent times and by like the last year or two, I mean, like it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. I just needed to talk about it. And so this one's going up before the actual last episode I recorded that was supposed to go up. So I just used my editing time to talk. This was really genuinely going to be like a 30 minute episode. And then I just had feelings and opinions. So... I'm glad we're back to me word vomiting. I hope everyone likes wrestling. <laughs> I'm just, I haven't even finished a Bloody Mary. I'm just, I got real into it. Anyway, I'm gonna make, finish assembling my mac and cheese. Check on my foot. Think about going to the hospital, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> my foot is just covered in bandages right now. It really hurts. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway. 
Uh, don't forget to grease your pans. I should fucking time that better. Anyway, this has been Noping Mechanisms. I've been Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SamFoShowBro, on Tumblr at SamFoShow, on Gmail at NopingCast at gmail.com. Hit me up. Fucking here for it. Uh, this has been a show. I hope you guys are all doing all right. I hope you guys are staying safe now that things are starting to open up again when they really fucking shouldn't. Because nobody can learn from history. And if somebody coughs on you, punch them in the fucking mouth. Because that's what I'm going to do. Now that I finally got a fucking mask, now that other people are like, oh, wait, I don't have to wear it anymore because things are open, not because things are fixed. Yeah, fuck those people. This could get fun. <clears throat> it's not going to be, but we'll see. Anyway. Oh, yeah, when you're making your mac and cheese, just, like, get some more shredded cheese. Just pump it throughout it. Just extra cheese. Like, this is going to fuck, man. Don't forget to butter your pants. Grease your pants. Fuck. What was it? Fuck. Whatever. Innuendo. Joke about grease. Pans. Do it. Whatever. Fuck. I'm gonna get this one day. I really am. Maybe.